Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. All right, JG. Um, who's hiring out there in the world? Let's get this first job out the way before the show rolls. You are. I'm sorry, what? You're hiring. What do you mean I'm hiring? I'm not hiring. This is, it's a show. Yeah, you barely get by. We don't have a budget. Where's Cody? That's why you're hiring. Cody has found a job on the job there. I kid you not. So you're hiring. Well, why am I the last one to know? I don't know the answer How am to I the that? last one to know that the boy got a job? On the job this there. This is job fair. And he couldn't come on and tell... You know, start the show. I got questions. Hey, I am Roy. Welcome to my job fair, doing what we always do here. We explore the world of employment, jobs, jobs that are available. We talk to people who want to slap their boss, people who want to hug their boss, and we laugh the same. With me, as always, on this adventure, the wonderful, wonderful producer, I'm not allowed to say her last name. We're just only allowed to call her Jacqueline. <laughs> I call her JG. JG, good day to you. Hello, how are you, sir? Uh, we're going to get into worse than first. But uh, first, Jacqueline, fill me the hell in. Where's Cody? Cody has a new job. It's really simple. He's out there chasing Is, his Does dream. it not have internet? Does it not have a cell phone signal? Is it a job where you cannot say, hey, man? got a job i'll holler at you he is buried under legal work and he is gone roy oh, he you are job, hiring job. he got oh, a job God. job oh okay that's a job job and they make you shut up like that's a, you know it's a good job when they, you can't tell nobody what a job is well i do know it, it is in the world of entertainment i am at liberty to at least say that the rest of them you'll you'll have to tweet the boy about uh good for him good for him because yeah. you know when you work in entertainment that call comes immediately. You don't get an opportunity to be ready for the thing that you claim that you want. It's when it falls in your lap, you have to be ready to be. And that's what we talk about on the show. We talk about making the pivot. And the boy done pivoted Absolutely. his ass right off the show. Okay, then. On the job there. But I think you need to be mindful of this as well. You have an eye for talent. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that because, you know, I, I am very, very happy for him. You know, we we, we care a lot. We give Cody a lot of grief, yes. you know, but I really do think that, you know, the brother is talented. He's a good comedian. He's a solid writer. And I was trying to figure out a way. I've been mm -hmm. trying to figure out a way for years to work with the brother. And, you know, this ain't much. You know, this acoustical radio presentation that you and I have put together, you know, we do our best. But 
I just figured he has something to contribute. It'd be fun to at least kick it with him until find something better. And he did, and he's gone because you know that when I got hired for the Daily Show, I had eight days, mm-hmm. eight oh, wow. days to change coasts, and four of those eight wow. days, I was in Hong Kong in the middle of a comedy tour. I wow. called my I called my girlfriend and I called three comedians that owed me favors. I said, "Hey man, I need you to get a truck and some boxes and I just need you to put it in storage." Well, what do you want to take with you to New York? I do not know. Put it all in storage. I'll figure it out. And I got back to LA in time to sell my car and turn in my my keys to my landlord. And then I started at the Daily Show and I used hotel points. I stayed at a Howard Johnson out mm-hmm. in Newark. Then I was like, like every night I was at a different hotel where I had airline points that that's a hotel partner <laughs> with this hotel. Yes. Yo, I was bringing my luggage to work every day. I would check out the hotel <laughs> and bring my luggage to the Daily Show and hide my luggage in the cut because I didn't want Trevor nobody to know that I was a hobo. But that's entertainment, man. Mm-hmm. That's entertainment. Well, that's, that's some unexpected good news. Absolutely. We're excited. So when are you when are, when are you leaving? Am I gonna come on one day and you ain't gonna be on the, on the show no more? Well, I got a call, but it wasn't what I was interested in. You have an eye for talent. You have to realize that you have an eye for talent. If I've learned <laughs> nothing else in my time in urban radio for twelve years, Jacqueline, it is very difficult to find people that you get along with and mm. with the ambition of entertaining people. So. That's a serious loss. That's a serious loss. So I guess we are hiring for co-hosts. Now on the job fair, me. I'm coming up in a separate segment. Uh, You know what I'm going to do? In honor of Cody. In honor of Cody. Because Cody always does Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. We're going to leave that segment named Cody's Most Outstanding oh, Employee of the Week. That's, that's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. That'll be his mark on the show for the rest of his days. Is This segment is named after you, but performed by other people. <laughs> so let's let's get into that. I know we have um, a guest on hold, and I want to get to them very, very quickly for worse and first. Um, but real quick... Um, my most outstanding employee of the week. Let me get my sheet here. Um, a nightclub bouncer in San Antonio, Texas, who knocked out two people back to back. We're back, man. We're back full capacity as a country. Don't ever when when the when the club bouncers are knocking people out again, the country's open. Now, granted, Texas is a whole different world, but I don't. I'll send you the video later. But this nightclub Please. bouncer in Texas, yeah, dude got in his face. Wop up. Another dude got in his face. Wop up. Scab up both of them. One hit of quitters. What? Why is it hilarious when security knocks out people, but when the police do it, it's horrible? It, do you think the gun? Because they're both essentially authority figures who shouldn't be punching people. Oh. Great neither question. One, neither one of y'all should be punching people in the mouth. I understand you security, but that don't give you the right to punch people in the face. But somehow when you take that gun belt off, it's hilarious. Oh, my God. 
this dude got in his face and I, and you know he's one of them one of them big dudes with a, with he, he was one of them husky brothers with a bulletproof vest don't cover nothing yeah. but like his sternum like when them baby it looked like a life preserver it looked like he was going swimming and he stop up <laughs> so my most outstanding employee of the week um in honor of Cody E Wilkins goes to the nightclub security guard in San Antonio Texas uh let's move into worse than first so this is the part of the show where we invite you, the listeners, to come on and share with us either your worst job or your first job. And, you know, you can hit us up at RoyceJobFair at gmail.com, at RoyceJobFair at gmail.com, or you can hit the show up on all the social media, TikTok and whatever the hell else you're on. We I, on TikTok? We about to be. I we love on, TikTok. We on there. I don't check it. I should put, okay. All right, take that back. Hit us up at Roy's Job Fair on Instagram and Twitter, the two that I check. We're also on Facebook. I'll get around to that in a week. Don't get mad. I ain't got time to check all that stuff. I keep telling you, we're on a shoestring budget. I don't have a social media person. Okay. okay. What does that mean? And you, you means you carry enough of the load. Let's let's get into worse than first. Who we have racked up? Okay, so since Cody got the new job, I figured we called his mama. Wait, What? Yeah, I called Cody's mama. You have Cody's mama on the show right now? If we can't have Cody, we need his essence. And who's better than his mama? Well, hello, hello. Good evening to you, Madam Cody's mother. I'm not going to say your full name because I don't know if you're hiding from the IRS. No, not hiding. Not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, my God. We know that your son is caught up in a lot of busy stuff and affairs with his new opportunity in entertainment. Uh, thank you for calling in. Uh, just wanted to just tell you to tell him thank you. <laughs> you know, because a lot of that stuff be hush-hush. You know, you can't really, you know, get into all of that. Yeah. But um, you raised a good boy. <laughs> I, you raised a good one. And I see you have uh, see you have another child there in the camera. The people listening can't see it, but I can see it. And she's just smiling and proud and just happy. Since we have you on the phone, and I know you can't say where and what entity and what capacity in entertainment he's he stepped off into yet. When you heard the news, because as a child of of a mother who was nervous about me being in entertainment, Mm-hmm. How nerve wracking is that as a parent when you see your child pursuing something that you, these are odd, like, yo, I don't think people understand your son is in the five percentile. Um, well, you know, I mean, when he graduated from college and told me what he wants to do, my first thought was, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> we, paid, we paid all this money. You want to do what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, and then he went on and he did his thing, and there was a roller coaster. You know, some years were good, some years not so much, and frustration and all. And it took a lot of um, strength to hang in there with him. Prayer, <laughs> but you know, when you what I saw in my son uh, was commitment, mm-hmm. and I saw dedication, and I saw someone who got up every day every day he would write in his journal and that was a commitment he made to himself to write somewhere along the uh, along the line some mentor told him 
that that was the most important thing that he had to do. And he did it. And, you know, year number two, when he was writing and three and four and five, when he was still writing, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know what this writing getting you. But, <laughs> <laughs> since he kept writing, um, you know, what I saw was somebody who was, um, who really was determined to give it his all to try and make his dream come through. And as a mother that says, you know what, if you're going to step up, then I got your back. (laughs) It's so warm. Perseverance. See, we still bringing it back to employment and growth and pivoting. And even though you're doing something else that you may not want to do in the meantime, keep writing in your journal. See what Sister Cody Mama's trying to tell y'all is that we all got a journal. Find your journal and stay committed to it. Let's raise the offering. Amen. <laughs> Father, let's go pray right now and pray for Cody on that job and get his mama a new house. And I see his sister right there grinning and she going to get a car too. Amen. Amen. And let me get a, give me the car right now. Even though I'm not old enough to drive it, I can look at it. All right. That's enough before I, before Thank I, you. yeah, let's stop right there. Uh, before we let you go, um, Madam Cody's mother. Um, <laughs> no. that's, Cody's that's a new one, Madam Cody's mother. I got like. Uh, <laughs> what what we normally do in this segment, and I would love to ask you because I'm very curious because you are by far, I would say, the most. Re- wouldn't you say, JG, the most regal and probably the most statured person we've had on Absolutely. this show? Absolutely. And that's not a knock to previous guests and people who've called in, but y'all need to understand that this woman is serious about her business. She's serious about her career in journalism and dedicated her life and career to the people. What would you say? So in this segment, we talk about people's worst job or their first job. Of those two in your life, which one sticks out more? And just tell us a little bit about it. The first job. Um, I started my career in journalism in Peoria. Uh, at a CBS station there. And I was there for 364 days. I got fired before I got to 365. I probably cried 363. I did not like Peoria and Peoria did not like me. But um, getting fired is probably one of the best things that can happen to you, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, because it forces you to step back and say, okay, what did I do wrong? You know, and then having up until then been very successful and always had a lot of wins, the idea that somebody was going to say I was no longer wanted was a real awakening to me. And, you know, it it really made me uh, reassess my work ethics, it made me reassess how I had approached the job. Um, mm. I turned out my involvement with the people that I worked with so that I kind of made a list. I will never do that, that, and that again. Mm. And what I will do from now on is this, this, and this. Um, that, you know, and uh, I went to a number of different cities after that and just kept going to larger and larger markets until I finally got home to Chicago, uh, where I now work as an investigative reporter for CBS here in Chicago. 
And, um, you know, I've, ne- I've never, I've never looked back. And I think that was, I, it was perhaps the worst experience, but it turned out to be uh, the best lesson. Hmm. Well, I got fired. I found out on Twitter. <laughs> that's that's not even a joke. When I got fired from the radio station, and you know, and I don't know how it is for you know for TV journalism, but you know, in radio, no one tells you. You just go to the building one day, and your key don't work, your key card don't swipe, and that's it. And I woke up. They put out a press release that our show had been canceled and they put it out at five in the morning. I'm normally up at five fifteen. I'm headed out the door at five thirty. I'm checking my Twitter and people going, Man, that's messed up what happened to Roy. <laughs> and I'm like, Am I dead? Is this heaven? Is this what heaven is like? You still get up and brush your teeth like is heaven just like Birmingham? <laughs> I get on Twitter and find out, yeah. The show is kept. So I went back home and went to sleep. Like, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even process it. I went back home and went to sleep. But you are right. It definitely forces you into a place of self-assessment. And it does give you an opportunity, you know, to smooth out some of your rough edges that may have gotten you in some hot water in the first place. I don't want to hold you up. Um, We definitely, and I don't even say this facetiously, your career and the work that you have done for the people of Chicago is a whole separate episode. Mm-hmm. True. Cause you, you stirring up hornet's nest <laughs> in Chicago. Well, that level of care and concern for people. It's, it's something you're born with. It's something you're born with. And I wish you and your family, nothing but the best. I do hope to see you um, again soon when the country opens back up at one of our super secret organization meetings that we are part of. <laughs> wink, wink. You know, let, let, let <laughs> the, and, and sincerely thank you and Jacqueline for, for all that you've done, Roy, especially you, for giving Cody that opportunity. Um, it, it really lifted his spirits at a time that he needed it. And, you know, it, it kept him going. So I know he is very appreciative of everything that you've done for him. And I, I, you know, I am too. Thank well, you. Th- thank you so much. Absolutely thank you love so the show. Much. <laughs> All right. Thank you. You have a good one. Be safe. All right. All right. Take care. Thank All right. you. Bye-bye. Bye. I Jacqueline's so touched. Cody's mama. Jacqueline is so touched. Look at you oh, grinning. You're grinning so over sweet. there. She's warm. She really yeah, is she warm, is. man. But she will get in your butt. Yo, she's a true journalist through and through. She's the lady that does the story where the company has to release a statement the next day. Like that's the type that's of her. reporting that she does. She's the yes. reporter that does the story where politicians get fired the next day. Absolutely. That's the type of journalistic work that she does. And to do it in a city where so many people don't have a voice for them. Journalists are the voice of the voiceless. And that woman we just spoke with, she is a big ass megaphone. Yes, she is. And she gets stuff done. So hats off to Cody. We're down a host, but it's a job fair. We're going to keep moving and doing what we're doing. Coming up after the break, we're going to explore, you know, a couple of things out there in the world of employment. This is the job fair. We'll be right back.
Hey there, Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show and Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Job Fair, we are back. Royce Job Fair, down a host, the homie Cody Wheel. Then soared away to new heights. So we are looking. Are we officially looking for a co-host, JG? Or are we just going to do this together? No, you really have a job that you are going to fill. I am completing the paperwork like tomorrow. All right. I mean, I just here's the thing. When you bring in new co-hosts, Mm-hmm. You got to try out new chemistry. Like in radio, it was always awkward when you because you audition like five people to pick one, and it's just it's it's I don't know. It might just be you and me okay. going for it for way, a while. Good. I, look, I'm open to it. If somebody interested, and they think they can run their mouth with us. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out. But it's time to get into the part of the show where we look at the world of employment. You know, mm-hmm. this is where we. Talk to real people that are out there. They're hiring. And look, these jobs might not be where you live, okay? But it's going to give you an idea of where you could look for employment, where you are. And even if you got a good job, we're just going to ask a couple questions about the world. Find out about your fellow brethren. It's time to do what we do always here. Minus, I really am sad about Cody. I'm going to be honest with you. You're happy and sad. So I I guess you're in the middle. Yeah, but I, I, it's good that it happened now early in the journey of this show than later. You know, it's 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 good. Good for him. Fly on, oh. man. But wait a minute. That's the premise of the show. All right. So, JG, um, we don't we don't get a lot of government officials on this show. You know, we've had a lot of different jobs. And does does the government count as a corporate job? Oh, I don't. The government is a corporation, right? I'm just, well, they're I'm not saying? for profit. <laughs> Shit. Am I wrong? Government, you, they ain't for public profit, motherfucker. But they, okay, yeah. some money getting made <laughs> in the government. Let me stop before this brother loses his job calling in here to help help people listening. Uh, then you know what? We're going to put this in the corporate suite. Give me the corporate suite music. Yes corporate suite as you all know this is the part of the show where we invite a member of a major corporation on to show you opportunities up there in the big time yes we've previous guests have included the senior vice president of waffle house a black woman who works for a major ride share company who legally will not allow us to say the name of their company and now we have our latest member in the corporate suite. JG, what occupation do we have in the corporate suite? It's government relations, and they're out on the West Coast. All right. All right. Brother Casey. Casey, turn the music off. That's enough music. Casey, welcome to the job fair. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me. I'm a big fan of your comedy, man. Man, I appreciate it, man. We just trying to do something. You see what we doing here, man. We shoot the shit and just talk about jobs and try to help people find jobs and try to help people get through their job. Uh, what do you, what work do you do? What, what, what opportunities are you bringing to the, to the show? I, I am a mail carrier for the United States postal service. There we go. There we go. First responder status, first responder status. 
because you know it's messed up about <laughs> bail carriers uh, about the occupation in terms of the thanklessness of the occupation no one like how many times are you told thank you just on mm. your route recently because of the pandemic and with everyone's been ordering it has been a lot more but if you go back to pre-pandemic <laughs> days the holidays that was mm. pretty much about it other than that yeah pre-pandemic days it was just the holidays man is this job and i don't know squat about this world so i got a million questions jg jump in with yours too is this still a job because when i think postal service I think the dude getting chased by the dog and you got the little bit of mace and then you got the big bag and then on the 1st and 15th, black people chase you up the street talking about where my check and they threaten to beat your ass because your check, they check in in your bag. How can I ask this? I'm trying to think of the right way to, to word this question. How much is risk still a part of what you do? Like physical, like just straight up, somebody might just try and beat your ass type regular day-to-day type stuff depending on where you are a little more than you think um the dogs are still out there uh for whatever reason man that's the dog's house you coming into his his area like you got to respect the dog and if i see you got a dog in your yard i'm holding your mail till the next day that's just you know (laughs) you don't even try no more no no not not gonna happen (laughs) um depending on where you are because there's still some uh projectish areas that's out uh-huh. there correct yeah. um it can it can be rough man I, I had to deliver a letter to a crack house one time and after I'm that sorry. I said, I'm, okay. I'm not no th- this was this was this was like two years ago this it was a crack, crack house. house this is recent it was a crack house I had a certified letter knock on the door get people <laughs> peeking through the blinds real quick right how okay. many people are in this house whatever dude opens the door the smell hits me if you've ever been to one of those places, you know the smell. I don't know the smell. So try to give me a... It, it's a it's a rancid smell because of what they got to use to cook everything and stuff gets burnt. So it's very chemically ammonia. Yeah. And... I, I can't use the term we used to use, but he's got a white tank top t-shirt on. Okay, I know what he's you're got saying. The little... Sleeveless white shirt. Yeah, it looked like a basketball jersey. Basketball yeah, he, jersey. He's white got jersey. the tight white... Yeah, he's got one of those on. He's got the little, that real thin paring knife, that knife that like the blades, maybe like if you, you know, you can see like this yeah, long. Yeah, curve, like use the cut fruit as you yeah, eat it. He's got one of those in his hands. Are there's you still some, There's still some people like looking through the window, like trying to see what I'm doing. Hey, I, I just need you to sign for the letter. He takes the letter. After that, I'm not going to those houses again. I'll just, I'll leave you a notice in the box. You can come pick it up from the, from the post office. So you all have a lot of procedures in place that make the job that you can have, you know, aversions to risk on a regular basis. Are you allowed to carry a gun on this job? No, no, you can't can't carry a weapon. Can't even bring it on because the post office is considered federal property. So you can't even bring it on the property. But you can have it in the truck. The truck ain't federal property. That's once once you come into the parking lot, that's considered federal property. Stash the gun out in the bushes, and then when you leave, <laughs> you can. Well, first, let's talk about the job opportunities. Let's start there. Um, the Postal Service, you know, for all of the grief that they got during our last election for mail in ballots and all the drama with mm-hmm. post, you know, the postmasters deliberately sabotaging the post office, they painted the post office to be this place that is just grossly underfunded 
and every worker is dumb and don't know what and can't count ballots fast enough. So I'm and I'll be honest, because of that perception of your place of employment, when you reached out, I was like, the post office hiring? I thought they was about to close up. Because, like, people try to play y'all like like Blockbuster. Like, really? They still doing it? But it's it's millions of people that still rely on the post office. It's not these other mm-hmm. carriers. Like, So what all are you all hiring for right now? They have jobs ranging from my job as a carrier, the clerks, and people who sort and process the mail, uh, custodians, vehicle mm-hmm. mechanics. What's this job like as a mail carrier? Like you get up, what, what what are the hours? I've been working 60 to 70 hours a week. Wow. There are places that have it a lot worse where guys have been working like 70 to 80 or more. Is it time and a half or double time? There's two separate rules. So if it's anything over 40 hours in a week, it's time and a half. Anything over 56 hours is double. Ooh. And then Ooh. once you go over eight hours a day, it's time and a half. Once you On go over 10 day. hours a day, it's double. Ooh. Okay. All right. So I got a math problem for you. Let's say I'm working my 58th hour, which means I'm getting double time that day, period. At hour 10 in the middle of my 58th hour, which is essentially my 68th hour, is that quadruple time? No, nah, it doesn't go any. It doesn't go anything past double time. I was about to quit this podcast too. <laughs> so that's a twofold thing. One, we are short staffed, just because they're always looking for extra people. Mm-hmm. Two, the post office actually doesn't get funding from Congress. We are funded. It's a, we're independent entity. The last time the post office took funding from Congress was 1981. We rely. So this is all stamp profit. We yeah. We rely solely on everything that gets sent in the mail. So the packages that you send, the the stamps that you buy, the letters that you send, your people who are locked up because that's the only way they can get stuff is still sending letters. That's completely how we are funded, and that's how our money goes. Um, we're not supposed to make a profit. We we're supposed to just basically be a we're supposed to be a public service. But so basically y'all like a library, you're just supposed to exist for the public to use. And it don't matter whether or not we make money or whether or not these books get rented or checked out or whatever. Exactly. Because especially with the pot, like you still have older people who still pay their bills by check every day. My mama. There are tons of people who get their medications sent to them through the postal service. I've always found the post office interesting because as a letter carrier, you're essentially on the front lines of a lot of people's struggles and you are often delivering their lifeline mm-hmm. that's going to get them to their next day. You know, be it money, be it a letter, you know, some APO, you know, overseas type stuff, you know, delivering mail from the troops and all I, that. I'm a veteran myself. So I've been on the receiving end of those letters from back home. And man, sometimes you've had some bad days and, you don't have no internet, no nothing out there, and you get a letter from home, that that can be that can help you say, you know what, I'm gonna make it another day or two. I get it though. What you do is definitely an underrated high stress job. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it is seen as such because of the lack of on job deaths per se, if that makes sense. Like, but in terms of just the level of stress of what you deal with, brother. 70 hours, even if you're getting paid a double up, that's still 
a lot of work. And that's still a lot of stress that people are, you know, passing off to you. Like, I get it, JG. Every, like, five or six years, you'll see a video on Worldstar of a mail carrier just throwing a bag of mail in a river. And I'm like, I get it. Like, they broke him. Like, that was the day where he was just like, I'm not delivering Bed Bath & Beyond coupons anymore (laughs) for 10 cents. I'm I'm tired and I'm not going to do it. Well, brother, how can people out there apply for these wonderful, wonderful jobs? Because if y'all are shorthanded there in California, I'm assuming it's the same situation in the other 49 states. Without a doubt, it is. And there's like I said, there's a lot of different jobs. Uh, the one good thing I'll say as well is, unfortunately for me out here in Southern California, we don't get like a locality pay. So the same amount I get paid here like you said, you're in Mississippi, Jacqueline. Yes. Right yes. A mail carrier is getting who's got the same amount of time in that I do is getting paid the same amount, regardless mm-hmm. of cost of living. Yeah. So like yeah. their money's gonna go a lot further there. In a lot of places, you can make a pretty decent living and live comfortably working for the post office. Okay, man. Well, where can they go? I guess it's USPS.gov or .com. Uh, USPS.com/careers because it is a government job. They do do a background check. So once you fill out the application, there is a portion for a background check. There is some drug testing. So some of you guys that might partake in some legal things that are legal in some states, but not in every state. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, right? But they, they do it. They initially they do a drug test. Um, you got you got to give some fingerprints. The process takes a couple months. It's not a quick hire. So it's not like you can apply today okay. and you're gonna start working on Monday, like my old job at Walmart. But uh, it takes a little while, but if you can get in, I'm going to warn you, uh, just like I said, it's going to be some long days. Oh, my goodness. Wait, one last question for me. Absolutely. What branch of service did you serve in? I was in the Army. The Army. Okay, go yeah. Army. All right, man. Well, thank you so much. Um, I have one last question. Do you ever use FedEx or UPS, or will they fire you immediately? It looks, and now nah, they will fire you. Look, sometimes... You gotta do what you gotta do. Like, <laughs> especially when I get off, I'm still in uniform. I had to go pick up my PS5 two weeks ago from a FedEx drop-off point. I was still in uniform. But yeah. guess what? I didn't care because guess what was in that box? The PS5. PS5. That PS5. All right, well, brother, thank you so much for calling in, man. We wish you nothing but the best of health and safety. And uh, stay out of them crack houses, man. Appreciate it, man. Hey, like I said, I'm a big supporter of comedy. Love hearing you on Bomani's podcast and things. So oh, Bomani's the doing homie, you, man. man. Appreciate it. Thank you, brother, man. Have a good one, brother. Bye. Bye. I know nothing about gaming. Well, JG, I'm going to have to mail you my PlayStation 3 since you ain't. I ain't going to mail you my PlayStation Wait, 5. Wait, he's laughing. Is that bad? You, yes, because I am basically said I was going to send you a Nintendo. Oh, I know how to play that. Well, then I'll send you a Nintendo. They still, they remade, they brought the Nintendos back. When do I have time to play with a Nintendo? Please tell me. Well, that's why we got to get a co-host so you can (laughs) get another co-host up in here, man. All right, Casey. (laughs) I wonder what was in that envelope at the crack house. Oh, that's a good question. What is, what's in that, dear Fred? We respectfully ask you to stop smoking crack. Like there had to be a court ordered summons or something. We forgot to ask him about child support paperwork and divorce paperwork. Like mm. he's really 
on the giving end of a lot of bad news to people. And also a lot of good news. Because the stimulus check is good news. Oh, that's great news. Coming up after the break, you know who's coming up. The homie Dorado, a.k.a. Rod for short. And we are going to get into ways that you can break the ice and scam of the week. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Job fair. We're back. We're down one host, but we tread on, Jacqueline. We have to continue to do the show as best we can. Uh, thank you to that brother that just called in, the United mm-hmm. States Postal Service. I, you know the problem with the post office? They get a bad rap because anytime you see them in a movie, they're getting bitten in the ass by a dog. <laughs> and that's why people forget just how hard that job is and how selfless it is and how in service to people that brother operates with raggedy-ass equipment. Think about I mean- it. I don't have anything to add to that. When last time you saw somebody from the post office in a sitcom, other than that white dude that got drunk at Cheers? He came to drink. That was before going postal. Somebody should have talked to his ass. Maybe You're going to skip all over Seinfeld, but okay. Oh, Newman. Yeah, stressed out too. Yes, absolutely. Stressed out. Every post office worker, stressed as fuck. But that brother was smooth as hell, man. So thank you for him. And uh, speaking of smooth... Let's get the music in there. And, uh, let's welcome a man to the show that is an international <laughs> gentleman of leisure. Uh, he is wanted by six different women's boyfriends across husbands. three continents. Husbands. Yeah, husbands. Husbands as well. 30 different states. <laughs> he is the one known as Narado Moore, a.k.a. Rod for short. Rod, how you doing today? Going down, man. I'm feeling good. I'm looking good. Fresh out of the shower. All right. Well, we're glad you got your shit in the shower knocked out. We can't smell you. Coming on the show. Uh, We're kind of in mourning today, Rod. Uh, Old Cody. Cody didn't step down from the show because he got hired away at a bigger and better program. Pays more. Oh, work. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, sad to see him go. I'm, I'm both happy for him and like sad at the same time. That's did he give did he give anybody any warning or what? He just like, hey, I'm out. No, you know what it is, bro. When you get hired in television, it's literally, hey, you start tomorrow. Fuck everything else you're doing. None of that shit matters. Stop doing it. Do you want this dream or not? That's how I go. <laughs> Man, that's so, messed up, man. It is what it so is. So what you gonna man. do now? You gonna have like your own like reality show to find a new host or what? Ooh. I don't know about that. I I kinda like the vibe you me and JG have. I would have you on the whole show, but you would drink the whole and I'm scared of what that <laughs> as we get into that sixtieth minute. I'm not sure. <laughs> so we'll see. We bring Rod on this program every week to break the ice, and that is to give you, the job fair listener, a topic that you could bring up with a coworker of the opposite race. Somebody asked us one time, they said, Roy, why doesn't Rod give Latinos anything? 
Mm. Why don't you give white people something to bring up with Latinos or Italians or other races of people? Why is the show so myopic in its black and white Mm. views? And I had to make it clear to them that Rod is black. Okay? It would be wrong of him to represent what he believes other races are talking about. That's true. Rod grew up in Alabama. And if Rod's anything like me, he didn't know a lot of people of other races until probably about 11th grade. Like, I say this jokingly, <laughs> but serious. I didn't meet my first Latino until ninth grade. Hmm. Black and white. My entire existence, every single relationship was either a black person or a white person. It's crazy to think that that's what it was like, but that's what it is. Yeah, so, it is like that. I probably came in contact with two or three white people my whole life before I got to college. And I didn't know what a Puerto Rican was until Wu-Tang dropped the ice cream video. <laughs> so until Rod marries into another race, we just have to keep it black and white. So I'm sorry. You know, I don't want to take agency. Maybe we should invite someone of a different race on once a month to bring us up to speed on other, you know, I don't know. It, it was a fair, it was a very fair email, but I hope that that person understands my reply. Rod, I pass the baton over to you. Get the people some things to talk about this week. White people, what you want to be talking to your black co-workers about right now is Jaleel White. Yes, Jaleel White of Family Matters fame, who plays Steve Urkel, mm-hmm. has dropped a new strain of weed with a cannabis company called Purple Urkel. Hmm. Nicely done. That is top-notch branded. Done, Get you White. some Purple Urkel in your system. Now, here's how you talk about this, if I can jump in here, Rod. Mm-hmm. You don't just speak about this from a place of weed and legalization, but you frame it about black people getting in on the marijuana after all of the black people mm-hmm. been locked up from marijuana. And then you frame it also as black empowerment and a black man taking back his name and then all the money the ABC made off of the Urkel name. And now he's in there getting it. Because I thought Purple Urkel was already a strain. But now with Jaleel behind it, that becomes official. the official. That's the official purple. That's the purple urker you got to smoke now. That's right. TGIF. Thank God it's fire. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. I don't smoke weed, but I don't. <laughs> okay. If you say so, Rod. All right. Get a black people something to bring up with their white friends, Rod. Black people, what's all the rage right now with white people is Patriots, great wide receiver Julia Edelman has surprisingly announced his retirement and there is a lot of talk in the white world a lot of debate going on about whether or not he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame I mean they are going at it like cats and dogs about this right now I heard about that last week they said that that he failed the physical right he goes in to do the physical and he failed the physical so the Patriots cut him yeah, he been out for like I mean, most of the last season with a, with a bad knee injury. Okay. Yeah, failed the physical. It's like he's retiring. Mm-hmm. I would say it's tough. He won a lot of championships, and he was on the receiving end of a lot of Tom Brady balls. That he did. I've been a Patriots fan for 30 years. Wait, seriously? I don't think Julian Edelman deserves to be at the Hall of Fame. So, beloved isn't necessarily greatness. No. Like, he was great for the team. He was super clutch. He's got the, all the records for, like, the postseason. He's been great. 
but they are running backs uh, who have, you know, like either like equal or more reception yards and receptions than he has. Uh, they are people like Hines Ward have double his stats because they were, you know, top notch wide receivers and that out in the Hall of Fame. Like Julian Edelman is gonna have to settle for the Patriots Ring of Honor. I love him. He's so good, but he six thousand yards. And come on, man. You can't get in the Hall of Fame with that Sterling Sharp put up those numbers in half a career. Should there be a separate Hall of Fame for players that we like a lot, but you know. Like maybe that's what we call it. The Hall of Come on, man, you know. <laughs> the Hall of Niceness. <laughs> yeah, like like come on. I mean, I support that. Because I think Sterling Sharp should be in the Hall of Fame. He had his career short, cut short by, you know, massive injuries. But, I mean, when the dude was on, the dude was on. Yeah, you put Sterling Sharp in there. You put Bo Jackson in there. Bo Jackson's not a Hall of Famer, but Bo Jackson is for sure. Like, come on. Yeah, that, that's somebody who goes into the, yeah, come on. So, as a black person, am I framing this with my white coworkers from a standpoint of, come on, man, you know, white players deserve the love, too. Or am yeah, I that, that might be good. No, that might be a good way to go about it to kind of put it on the edge of like, you know, a lot of people don't think the dude deserves to be in there, but he's one of the best white wide receivers of all times. Why you got to make it about race? Now, see, now I just got called in the HR. <laughs> well, that's because like that's what white people don't hear. Black people talk a lot about white players that aren't offensive linemen or quarterbacks. They Psycho. also would like some recognition for playing great at, at, at black positions, basically. Okay, I see where you're going with this. So as a black coworker, I bring up this white player with praise and appreciation for his game. Yes. Regardless of if yeah. I think he should don't, be home. Don't say the things that announcers say and call them gym rats and stuff like that to let everybody know he's white, but eh, you know. Don't talk about how fast he was. Say he was a great receiver, had great hands, good route running, and you think, he might not get in the Hall of Fame, but he's up there. Okay. I like that. White wide receivers need love, too. So he's a white Heinz Ward. Yeah. <laughs> he's great on the curb. But the podcast is Uncle Rod Story Corner. Uh, download that wherever you download this podcast. Rod, uh, what you sipping on? I forgot to ask you what you're sipping on. Uh, I got a little rum and pineapple juice going right now. I'm in the beach in my mind. Since the beach is closed. Beach ain't closed, but you are you can go down and I haven't seen the clips from Florida. <laughs> yeah, I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. If you if you know of anybody that's interested in co hosting a podcast, I guess tell them to hit the job fair email. We'll do. <laughs> figure this shit out. One dream at a time. Don't you leave me, Rod. Don't you go getting hired nowhere and having real <laughs> dreams. Cody, if you're listening, shout out to you. The job yeah. fair is working, Roy. <laughs> that is the purpose <laughs> of it. That's true, man. That's a good way to look at it. You got a job there going, and a nigga got a job. <laughs> and now you hiring again. It's yes. The, it's, it's the circle of life. It's coming full circle. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Rod. We out, man. Later. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, scam of the week time, JG. Always enjoy a good scam. Let's finish strong. Uh, who do we have? We have Eric. We have? 
we have Eric okay. from Wisconsin, and he wants to tell you about some things that were going on at the car wash. I can't sing the okay. song. The lawyers told me stop singing. Are you serious? We can't sing. We can say it, though, at the car wash. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. They asked me to stop at singing the car wash because girl. I sound bad, so... Oh, okay. At the car wash. Yeah. Ooh, 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 at the car wash. Eric, welcome on the job fair. How you doing today, brother? I'm good. How you doing, Roy? Hey, man, I have no complaints over here. I'm just, you know, we down one man, but we trudge on over here, Eric. We'll get it done. I'm a big fan since, like, the Zabe Show group and Crank Phone Call. Oh, so. my God. This is really, yes. really cool. He is talking about a sports talk show that I was a regular caller on when they were an overnight show. And I used to listen to them on the I can't name the competitor, but I I used to listen to them at like one in the morning on the way back to Birmingham. Mm -hmm. And then when they graduated to the morning show, I still listened to them and still called in and became a regular part like that whole community, man. I'm. I'm in the Facebook yeah. group for a morning show that hasn't been on the air in years, and the fans of it are still like, we still, it's a community, man. Well, welcome aboard, bro. Yeah. I Thank fucking you. Mean Thank that, you. Man. Well, who are you a fan of? Let's just talk sports for a brief second. I know we bored Jacqueline enough oh, talking about Julian I'm, Edelman. But... <laughs> I'm, I'm a big Packers fan, so I'm just frustrated watching all these teams make moves and my team don't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> Your quarterback and your coach need to go to couples counseling. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a conversation for another day. Brother, tell me yeah. about your worst job at the car. Tell me about this car wash. All right. I, in uh, in high school, I worked at a car wash. Like most car washes, they got the three levels, like the regular wash, the super wash, the ultimate wash. They're 5 10 15 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but when a customer comes back and complains, you get a free complimentary rewash, at which point they already – give you the ultimate one just so you for sure don't come back and bitch so you push the rewash button it hooks them up with the ultimate wash so it's got to be the right time you got to be real busy and there can't be a certain couple snitches working but if somebody comes up and gives you 15 cash for the ultimate wash you walk in you push rewash on the register you stick to 15 in your pocket there's not even any money missing oh Wow. Because you file their initial purchase as a complaint. Yeah, you just have five or six customers who came in that day, complained, and you got 15 times five or six. So they've already paid, okay. but okay, got it. Hang on. They no, got I the need, car I'm like wash. You, JG. I they need got, a reset. They got what they paid for. They're not, they're not a victim of anything. I'm not attacking you. I just want to understand the hustle. <laughs> okay. Customer comes in. Yep. They go, I would like the super duper wash for $15. Yep. They got to give, give you 15 them. exactly. You got to make change. You... Yeah. Oh, right, the scam didn't work if they got to make. So if they give you 15 exact, then you yep. run them through the wash as a regular wash. A rewash. Okay. As, so As if they came in and said their car was fucked up, now you're giving them the ultimate wash. But they never came in before. So these are new customers that, mm-hmm. you, ah, got it. Slick. Slick. Yeah. New yeah. car pulls and up. Was... You treat them as a returning customer that made a complaint and you pocket the exact change. Yes, sir. <laughs> and I mean, in the Midwest, nobody's washing their car once it gets cold, man. These car washes are jammed like September through May. 
I still don't understand why people get their car washed in the winter. Like I, I like I know y'all get a ton of snow up there in Green Bay and Wisconsin or wherever. Well, it's the salt. But the salt just ruins the car. So th- this is going to be more salt. Like I wouldn't wash my car from September to May. Like I would do the opposite. <laughs> I would just have filth car. <laughs> no. Make that your identity. Be that guy. That's a nice, smooth hustle, and no one. So then, what are some? Was it wintertime scams that you all could run? Mostly in the winter, because that's when we were the most busy. It was only like four or five of us that knew about it or did it, because there was never any paperwork or nothing. And that's why it never. We had one dude who used to work there who would come in and be like, "Yo, hook me up," and then we would have to do it. But <laughs> he would come in with his. He would come in with his girlfriend, like. Like this is his uh, his good fellas walking oh in the back of the moment. Copacabana, yeah. like yeah, I run this place. I know all the guys. He's gonna he's gonna show his girlfriend. I get you a good car wash. Yeah. I hook you up with some white walls. Yeah. You stay here. I'm going yeah. to get the papers. Get the papers. I got hold, bitch. <laughs> Jeez. And it it worked because we shut the fuck up about it. Mm. So. That's what these high school kids like who are banging Instagram history teachers. If they would just shut up, they could keep doing it. But they always, always. All right, this took a left turn. <laughs> All right, you're right about that. You're right about that. Okay, yeah. I, I th- see. I can tell what type of person Eric is. JG. Yes. Eric's one of those people like me where you hear the stories of the of the teacher sex, and you're like, man, why'd you? Why? Why? Why not us? Why not our <laughs> generation? Yeah, I know at the end of the day. How do you not tell your boys that, though? It's a sultanish wrong, but there's a contingency of men, if we're being honest about the way <laughs> men think. Every man, especially men over 40, mm-hmm. you've had at least one hot teacher from back in your past, and if you'd have known that she was banging students, <laughs> you'd have been you, you're self-conscious about it. You're like, well, why not me? Eric, <laughs> Eric right, this what do you do now? Turns. What do you do now? You don't have to you tell. Don't us. let him tell his job now. He's reminiscing about teachers he couldn't fuck. <laughs> what do you no, do now? No way. I couldn't. No, I'm a machinist now. <laughs> I didn't have no. We didn't have not one fuckable teacher in my school, row. <laughs> not even oh. for a sixteen-year-old. Straight hormones in the bloodstream. No. <laughs> There were a couple at my schools, but that's a conversation for another day. I'm going to be polite because JG is on the line with us. Eric, good luck to your Packers uh, this season, brother. Thank you so much for calling in, man. I mean that, man. Thank you for being a part of this community, bro. Hey, this was great. I love the show. Keep them coming. All right, we'll do, man. Thank you, brother. Have a good one. Have a good night. Bye, Miss JG. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That's a nice man. It's very nice. That's a very, very nice man right there. Like a thousand percent nice. Absolutely. Loves his Packers. Loves his team. Mm. Gosh darn it. <laughs> um, you know, that's what they say up in Milwaukee. They say, gosh darn it. But are they? Golly wait, you. are they the cheesehead people? Correct. Okay. Copy that. Yeah. Green Bay Packers and cheesehead people. That's the job fair for this week. Uh, thanks to everybody who called in. I guess nobody really called in other than Cody's mama. So a lovely woman. So thank you to Cody's mama. As always, thank you. Oh no, the post office guy. I'm so forgetful. Oh my goodness gracious. All right, J 
JG, as always, thank you, ma'am. Thank you. We'll do this again next week. Absolutely. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.